Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. Uh, this is a podcast where two guys talk about beer and brew pubs in the Inland Empire. We hope you enjoy the show. Just a reminder, our podcast discusses adult beverages in detail. It's intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. So, Tobin, where do we go this week? We went to Ritual Brewing Company, which is located at 1315 Research Drive in Redlands, California. And this is a place that in some ways kind of started our beer drinking adventure together uh, nine years ago. And uh, yeah. we kind of went there because of a buddy of ours. And I think that was one of the first brew Yeah, one of the first local brew. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Into, you know? I think so. Now that you mention and, it. Well. Yeah. And it kind of got us started down this path of, hey, these places are kind of different and kind of cool. Yeah, let's start and, checking uh, them out. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a place where we've, I've had some events and things there over the years, and it's a, a place that I like. And, but we haven't done an episode on them. And finally we said, you know, we need to go to yeah. ritual. This is like go back our... to the beginning. Back yeah. from the future. So I, we had a, a, nice, a nice time there. Uh, it's different than a lot of the places we go to in its initial impression because of the scale. It you is. It's in, a big it's space. A big Big space, yeah, a yeah. Big and a big space. patio area, um, and they oh. well, you know, and it's warehouse ceilings, so they're like you know thirty foot high ceilings um, when you come into the space. And lots of places are more like industrial buildings and stuff, where you know they might have ten or twelve foot high ceilings, but uh, but they tend to be like narrow spaces, least in in industrial buildings. So they're deep, but not necessarily wide. This place is big and wide and opened up, and and uh, like you said, you can have events there. Um, in fact, yes. they've got a whole area behind the bar that they open up occasionally. I mean, it's closed most of the time, but it's open where you can bring in and have a, a private event separate from. Which is which the is main... where I had my fiftieth birthday. I took yeah. their private room, and I think we brought like a hundred people out and had a really nice time. And yeah. uh, easily the place fits, you know, large groups. Um, yeah, I yeah. They didn't even have to shut down to handle a hundred people. They have a hundred people no. for for your event, and then they still had the, the whole front open with everybody else who just you know came there randomly. So yeah, on that they, day. yeah, they was a and that day for my fiftieth, they had a, a big uh, um, a tournament going on as well for um, uh, oh, what's that game, Todd, that we like to play? Cornhole. Cornhole. There you go. It was a cornhole tournament. <laughs> yeah, they, but they, I mean, they had a lot of people there. That it's day. beanbag they, toss, they, they, people. Beanbag toss. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say the one downside though, because it is such a big place, they don't have a very big parking lot. You know? They don't. And no, they, you end up parking on the street and down the street yeah. and around the corner sometimes. Yeah. Um, if you come there during the week, you're not going to have any problems. Uh, but if you come there on the weekend and you get there uh, later in the evening, you're going to have to walk back and forth to, your, to wherever you park. Because, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Their, their lot is not very big. And they do have, like, an area on the side of the building that they could open up behind a gate. But that's kind of where they've set up their outdoor patios. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's 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 an interesting place. Um, they have uh, music playing most of the time, uh, picnic mm -hmm. benches, but they also one of the neat seating ideas they came up with is they found an old bowling alley that was selling their lanes. Yeah, bowling alleys are, are vanishing things, so they have the wooden desk tabletops. I was wondering if you if you were going to point that out because I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a weekend bowler and uh, belong to a league, and so I noticed that immediately. I remember the very first time I went in there, I went, "Hey, those are bowling alleys." Yeah. Those are bowling it's, lanes, and it's fantastic. I uh -huh. think it's. I mean, they turn the, they turn the lanes into tables. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. So they have these long tables with with chairs with backs. Yes, 
uh, for all of us uh, old people with rickety backs, uh, chair, chairs that have backs so you can sit in them and, and lean back into something that supports your back rather than just sitting on a picnic table. I appreciate that so much. Yes. And, and, and uh, like a lot of uh, yeah. uh, beer places, they, they don't have their own food, but they have other food vendors that they work with. And yeah. uh, this one particularly, they've got a, a pizza place that's in a, a, across the corner. Yeah, it's uh, kind of catty corner. On, on, yeah. And you can literally, from your table at Ritual, scan the little code um, and make your order. And it puts in what table you're at, and they'll walk it across the street from the other place and bring your pizza in to you. And, yeah, and they not only deliver it to the brewery, they deliver it to the table. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and although we didn't have any pizza while we were there, uh, several people around us did. Smelled and looked great. Um, yes. So, you know, that's a nice option. So when they have food trucks and that kind of stuff visit, they've got that option, but they've always got the pizza option, which, let's face it, that's yep. a little bit nicer than, oh, yeah, we have some hot dogs on a rotisserie. And you're going, well, how long have you <laughs> had the hot dogs on the rotisserie? Um, yes, yes, you yes. Know, I always wonder about that, you know. It's like the guys who eat those hot dogs at the gas station when you you know, you, you run into the into the AMPM and you see they've got hot dogs two for a dollar yeah. and you're going, I'm not yep. sure they're worth that much. You know? <laughs> I mean yeah. honestly, I'm not too sure. Although I was just listening to um Dave Grohl has a book out that's sort of his autobiography and he was saying early on, uh, when he was uh in his first band Scream, that uh, they only had like a seven dollar and fifty cent per per day per diem and uh, and so he was like existing on three for a dollar corn dogs at the corner 7-eleven he said he would eat one for breakfast at at noon and then save the other two and eat those like when he just couldn't stand anymore and he had to eat at you know after after uh practice session with the band or after they wow. played it's like well you know when you're young and in your teens and 20s you and you're really doing what, do. doing what you love, right? You're like, well, there's cheap food, right. you know. I mean, you know, how many how many college kids have said, well, I can buy a whole lot of top ramen <laughs> and fill myself yeah. up. It's not the healthiest yeah. thing in the world, but it fills the belly, and sometimes that's what you got to do, right? Right. So, so let's let's talk about the beer, Todd. We had a really interesting and good beer experience. We did. Um, you want to describe mm-hmm. sort of the setup and, and how they how they hooked us up with our beer? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, as we do in most places, come in and ask, well, you know, do you do flights? And they said, yes, we do, and pointed to a little board that they had there. And that's how we do it. It was like they were flights of four, and um, they probably had a dozen different beers that were available plus um, a at least one seltzer. Uh, and yep. so what we did is we each got a flight of four. So we got to taste eight of the of the beers that were there. And so um, I picked first and then you picked. So we made sure that we didn't overlap since we were not going to be able to taste everything that they had there. Um, you know, I mean, I guess we could if we wanted to, but I, we didn't want to buy yet another flight that we were going to split. That was, you know, yeah, um, more tasting than we want. And in fact, one of the things that we're going to recommend to anybody is if you decide to go out and do some tasting, you might want to bring along some like saltines and a bottle of water just to kind of cleanse your palate in between, especially if you're having a, a, a heavier tasting beer. Sometimes you just, you know, you need something in between because one beer yeah. can then color the flavor of multiple beers thereafter. And we've talked about that. Um, and so, so we've you know, actually had places we've had places where we said we need to go back and try that one beer again because right. our impression of it was kind of messed up by the beer we had before it. And, right. Uh, and we've uh, actually done that. We have. Yeah, we have. we've actually gone back and had that same beer the next day and said, let's start with that one that we thought maybe wasn't quite right. 
And we went, you know what? Tastes pretty good today, <laughs> you know, after yeah. you've, you know, after you've washed it down with two strong IPAs and a stout, then you go to this beer. It was like, well, my mouth is a little, <laughs> you know, not quite ready yeah. for that. So, yeah, order has a lot to do with it. And anyway, go nice. back, going back to their flights, um, behind each cup in the flight, and these were little five-ounce pours, uh, they had a, uh, they had, basically cut a a seam right behind where the cutouts were for each of the cups on this board and they would stand up in there behind the cup a card for each brew so that you knew what you were drinking Um, and the card had the name of it and a little bit of information about it although it didn't have like the ABV or IBU or anything like that so we had to look up on the main board for that but it had the name and and, and a little bit of a description um, for each of the different uh, beers that they had and uh, and they had a wide range. I mean, they basically did a bunch of different things. Um, and the first four beers we tasted were the ones that you selected. So why don't you talk about the first one up, Monk's Lunch? So the first one up was actually um, not Monk's Lunch. That was um, oh, was that mine? Um, that was yours. So it was yours. The, was uh, the check, check pills. pills right? Okay. Yes. Yes. And you know, this was a really nice uh, a pilsner. A uh, mm-hmm. very clear golden color, uh, really night, nice light carbonation. Um, I like the flavor of it. Had a really excellent mouthfeel. I felt like mm-hmm. these guys did a really great job of of getting the flavor and the carbonations right, mm-hmm. so that you just really enjoyed it. I gave it a three and a half. Um, I thought it was a really good beer. Um, it, was, it was a nice way to start. Only a four point seven five ABV. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I think that seems like closer to a light beer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was good. A good start, yeah. A good start, yeah, or at start. least a very, a very drinkable beer. It wasn't one that you yes. know. I think it would have been. A, it's a very good everyday drink. Um, yes. You know, I, I noted that it had kind of a sweet smell. You had said that you thought that. Um, uh, no, it wasn't this one. Never mind. Uh, but I thought it was flavorful, but with a slightly sweet taste. Very nice, smooth finish. Nice everyday drink. I gave it uh, four stars. I was very pleased with this beer. Um, yeah. Just for those who aren't sure what your what a pilsner or what a pilsner is, it's a type of pale lager. And it was originally brewed in the uh, the Bohemian city of Pilsen, which is in uh, um, Bavaria. It's a Bavarian brewer, Joseph Grohl, and he brewed the first Pilsner Urquell. And it's still produced today. You can still get Pilsner Urquell, which is the original Pilsner nice. uh, brewed. And so, so yeah, it's a lager, so that means it's 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 uh, uh, you know a a cold fermenting beer, a colder fermenting beer. And uh, takes a little bit longer time to produce than some of the ales, um, but uh, yeah, it was a tasty drink. I really enjoyed that one. Like I said, four stars you know, I, in my book. We've we've had some different pilsners, and uh, I think this was a better representation of pilsner than a lot of the places we've been. Um, and so I, I gave it a three and a half. But I, I could probably I, I see you gave it a four. I yeah. could probably bump it up to a four and feel comfortable with that because it was mm-hmm. a a really strong representation of this style. Yeah, good beer. No, I agree. I, it was a good beer. Yeah. Good beer. So, so the uh, second one. Next up was Wit's End. Yes. And this is a Belgian wheat and a 4.8 ABV. This is the one that, that I probably normally get. I think when I came for my 50th, I, I this is the one I was sort of my beer, you know? Yeah. And I like, I like wheat beers. Um, and um, I thought this one had kind of an orange tang to it, kind mm-hmm. of a, a subtle flavor profile. Um it, 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 for me, was it that nice representation of mixing fruit and beer 
Um, and a lot of times with orange, you get the kind of orange peel kind of flavor. Right, which is and typical with wheat beers. They tend to like to blend them with oranges for some reason. And, yeah. uh, and, and this was this not that avoided... overpowering bitterness that you kind of no. get with a lot of orangey, orange-esque beers, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and this one had, and I, I wrote it as a gentle mouthfeel, kind of a, a really soft, nice finish. Yeah. Um, I gave it a three and a half. Um, I probably, again, probably could go up to a four on this one. This one's a very drinkable beer. Yeah. Um, and when I came in, this was the one I was thinking, I'm probably going to have like a, a pint of this one at the end. Right. I didn't get it for my full pint. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah. But this is this was a, a nice beer. This is kind of my wheelhouse. This is right. a, a comfort beer for me. Yeah. No, I know. This is this is something that I it was didn't surprise me at all that this was one of the ones that you picked because I know this is something you like. And uh, and so I made sure that I left the 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 wit beer for there for you. The uh, yep. you know for me it had a very fine carbonation. Um, uh, you know I I my first note on this was odd spice taste but not bad, and it took me a while to place it. You were saying orange. It reminded me of like at the holidays when they take an orange and they stick cloves in it, and so I mm-hmm. kind of got. And I'm not saying it tasted like cloves, but there was a a a, a spiciness to it that that gave me the sense of clove, you know, or, or of some other spice, cinnamon and something. It just, there was something to me that seemed, um, I don't know, holiday-ish about this beer. <laughs> and, and it's funny because when you yeah. said that to me when we were sitting there, uh-huh. it, it like it, it hit a bell for me. It's like, okay, I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see this as like a holiday beer. I, yeah. I felt like maybe that was the intention. This is, this is a holiday yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, you take a sip and sing Jingle Bells. So. Hey! <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, I remember this was a four point eight uh, ABV as well. Um, they didn't list IBUs on anything, but the uh, but this no. four point eight. Um, I did notice then you will see this as we go through them that most of their beers were in the four to to five and a half ish range in terms of uh, alcohol. There, unless they were talking about something, some of the IPAs were pushed up a little higher. But even their IPAs were not as yeah. high as some people's IPAs going up to elevens and twelves. Um, you know, yeah, they, no, they, they were. were they were all fairly reasonable, I thought. Yeah, I, I agree. Were, in terms of the alcohol content, they were they kept it in a fairly reasonable range. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they seem to Nothing be going for flavor rather than than you know, gangbusters alcohol. Which hey, there's the thought. You know, beer that tastes good. <laughs> um, hey. The next one up was Honey Buzz Blonde Ale. Honey Buzz Blonde Ale, ABV of four. And honestly, this one, I mean, it disappointed me just a little bit in that I didn't get any sense of honey at all. It was a malty, yeah. it was a malty ale, you know, it was a, you know, kind of a blonde ale, maybe a bit of a dried apple smell, something a little sweet to it to be, which, but it, but it didn't tell, didn't come across to me as sweet, honey sweet, you know, it smelled just sort of like fruity sweet or something. I don't know. I just didn't get that. And maybe it was, maybe it was, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it wasn't a bad beer. I gave it a three overall. Um, it was okay. It was a medium dark beer. It was a little bit darker than some. For a blonde ale, it was a little darker than, you know, more ambery yeah. colored. Um, you know, but this was probably, uh, at least up to this point, it was it was certainly my least favorite of the ones. It wasn't a bad beer, just wasn't. I, I Honestly, I think if they'd have maybe named it differently, but it, it didn't meet my expectations. You know what I mean? So we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before. You know, when someone tells you that a beer has honey in it, right. you expect you're going to get some honey, flavor, smell, something. Yeah, I'm not expecting know? a when glass say, of mead, but come on. You yeah. know? Or, or, or if they tell you it's a blonde ale. Like, right. you know, a blonde is a very specific style, and you expect kind of a little bit of a punch from a blonde. And 
And so it didn't have either of those two elements. And and like you, I found myself disappointed. I thought I was getting something different. And I'm not saying it was bad. I think it was an okay beer. But that was it, my because sense. Of what yeah. they, because of what they labeled it, I yeah. expected something different. It yeah. didn't match my expectation. So yeah. I gave them a two and a half on this one. Um, you know, um, it lacked the punch, you know, that right. I was looking for and no honey taste. I did get yeah. a, a sweet scent at the front, but I couldn't. Uh, you said apple. I could. I, I'm yeah. not sure I could. Well, not apple. Dried apple. apple. Have you ever opened it? If you bought apple. a bag of like the dried apples and you yeah. open it, when you first smell it, there's a certain sense, smell that it has. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't identify what, what the sweetness was, it, I, but I smelled yeah. the sweetness. But but I never got any. It didn't smell honey. It didn't taste honey. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you got honey in this? Yeah, yeah. It's like now maybe maybe honey was supposed to represent the color because if that's the case, then yeah, it kind of looked like honey. Okay. You know, but I just didn't yeah. get any honey taste. It, it implied that there was going to be honey, some kind of sense of honey in it. And I didn't. I didn't get that. Um, like I said, it wasn't yeah. a bad beer. We just you know, and this may be a marketing thing, but uh, but yeah. all in all, you know, it's it's you know, if it, let's put it this way, if that's the worst they've got to offer, then we're in a good we're in a good place, right? Um, yes. So, uh, Hopomatic. An IPA. 7.1% ABV. Mm-hmm. I think this was the, the heavy hitter. Yeah, it was probably the uh, of the ones. We, I'm just double-checking notes. Uh, yeah, it's it was the, the strongest of any of them we tried. I, I thought this was a particularly memorable beer. Um, it, it, memorable in a couple of senses. Um, it had a really light IPA scent. And on the counter when we got the beers, when we got there, they had a couple cups that were filled with different hops in them. Yeah. And I, I was able to identify from the taste of this beer, from the smell of this beer, I knew exactly which, which hops they had used. Mm-hmm. They had a, the hops themselves have a slight kind of orangey uh, scent to them. Yeah. And um, I thought that this was a really good IPA, uh, nice uh, flavor forward. It had a, a, a finish mm-hmm. on it that just really showed uh, some craftsmanship because sometimes the bitterness of an IPA – lingers right. too long and you just you feel like oh i don't know you know no yeah, this was, it wasn't this overpowering was this was this was yeah. a really solid drinkable yeah. ipa yeah no it had a slight roasty taste to it but um but not that burntness that you can get with things that are over roasted yeah. and uh and you know it had an ipa smell and taste to it but not overpowering and you're right it smelled like we were drinking the liquid version of that cup full of hops you know yep. you could smell the hops up at the bar you could then drink the hops sitting down. Hopomatic is ex- see that one's named exactly right. That's exactly what you yep. smell. That's exactly what, exactly what you taste. That's what comes across. Um, and Hopomatic was um, was a good IPA. I gave it three and a half, um, and yeah. and I liked it. I enjoyed that. Um, you know, if I you know historically there's been so many bad IPAs for me that I generally have avoided IPAs, but when you find a good one, I wouldn't mind going back and having a glass of Hopomatic because I, you know, that was yep. a good IPA. Very drinkable. Very yep-er, drinkable. Yep. Yep. Okay. So now we're on to the beers that Todd chose. that I picked. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I, we, it's what threw me off is I had written the names of my beers down on my note sheet on yeah. the front, but then we tasted yours first. So yours were on the back. <laughs> So I, yes. I was like looking at it backwards going, oh, wait a minute. You're right. It was the other way around. So uh, first one up that I had selected was Monk's Lunch Belgian Single Ale. Um, and I thought that it was very similar to the, uh, the Wits End, uh, but more mild spice taste, something that thing. And you thought this one sort of had a floral scent to you, which I didn't really pick up on. 
but it was funny yeah. that you know because I mean it's obviously a Belgian ale is not going to be like a wheat beer, but it's I, to me it seemed like it had a similar taste profile even though it's a different style beer. It's a four ABV, yeah. um, and I gave this one a four as well. You know, I did so. too. This was actually this was actually I think my favorite beer of the day, mm-hmm. and um, uh, that that scent really was just nice and it was a mm-hmm. great start to it. Uh, I think that this one was the lightest beer in terms of coloring. Uh, yeah, on our scale, have. I have it like right up against the white. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, was, it was. It looked it like champagne. Very, it, yeah, it was very clear. And again, mm-hmm. uh, that carbonation and flavor mix was just so perfect. Mm-hmm. And on this one, uh, with some some beers, when you get that the head on the beer, it creates like a little foamy layer that that will kind of. Mm-hmm stick to the glass and as you drink it you'll kind of see it sort of slowly come this one yeah. had that it had it had sort of a richness to it you know yeah um uh it just was a really nice yeah kind done. of spidered down the, uh, the the glass as you yeah. drink it yeah 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 so I, I marked I really it i marked it a four it. slash four and a half is what i put down here yeah so um yeah i really like this one too um but it's not the one that i had my my final drink with so which was no. which was surprising to you i know but uh it was yeah. Um, so next up was a West Coast Pale Ale. Uh, it's an ABV of five and um, had that hoppy scent again. In, very, in fact, a very similar hop scent to the um, to the previous IPA, the um, uh, the Hopomatic, but less so. It was like a milder version of that. You know, it was a, a, yep. a, a smooth drink with lots of flavor. There wasn't a lot of bitterness in this that some IPAs have, and I thought it had a clean finish. I also gave this one a four. I was actually very impressed with this beer. So I gave this one a four, but I made a note to myself that that I would maybe be willing to give this one even a higher, like a four and a half or something. Uh-huh. Um, it just, uh, uh, I thought they did a lot of things really well with this particular beer. I thought it was almost red in the color, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, it was a red golden, right? Uh, it was uh, it was getting closer to that darker side. Just a really strong, rich flavor. Uh, that sweet citrus scent that just kind of launched you into the beer. And again, the finish. The the finish on an IPA makes such a difference. Yes. And you know they, this one just finished really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a really good good representation. West yeah. Coast Pale Ale. You talk about red. I thought this one, I, this didn't look that red to me, but that's because it was sitting right next to the extra bold red ale. Uh, now, this well, one, they, and, and go ahead. I, I have to throw in here. You and I had this conversation after we'd finished everything. I was sitting with the windows. Yeah. You had the windows behind you. And so I had a different sort of lighting on the, mm-hmm. on the beers. And so I, I had different color perspectives than you did. You had the, the light behind you coming in. And, and yeah. afterwards, we had a conversation about all of these things, and I think we both saw them very differently because of the way the, the right, way we absolutely, were sitting, which is which is you know was. that's the way light works, you know. And so yeah. the you know each glass was sort of backlit from outside light to for you and for me, everything was lit with you know in, the light from inside the room, inside the building, and so yeah. Um, so yeah, we did perceive it differently, and that's fine. Same thing with tastes; everything gets perceived a little yeah. differently. Yeah. So. Um, uh, to me, the extra red ale was a darker version of the pale ale, so it was very similar to that, but that it had um, uh, a little bit more um, uh, maltiness and obviously darker, and it had a little bit more of the roasty flavor. You know, because it's darker, they've used you know they've 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 darkened the they they've toasted their hops a little more, and so. Um, you know, it just came across as sort of a darker version, but it didn't drink as nice to me. You know, it's a stronger, 
uh, drink. It was 6.5 ABV instead of 5 from the Pale Ale, the West Coast Pale Ale. And, uh, and so I gave this one a 3. Um, I thought it was a good drink. It, 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 it wasn't the best red that I've had. It tasted more um, like the, well, like I said, it tasted to me sort of like the, the West Coast Pale Ale, only in, in yeah. you know, wearing darker clothes. So, yeah, you know. I, this one this one was a challenge for me. Um, normally, you and I like reds. This is yes. a, a style of beer that we want to try. You know, mm-hmm. we like these. Um, yeah. I looked at it, and with the lighting that I had, I wasn't sure this was a red or a brown. So I, I immediately was kind of questioning, you know, you're calling this a red, but it doesn't look red. Yeah. Um, it was, of the beers we had, this was the one that sort of had more cloudiness to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as clear. Right. And that that's always an interesting thing. I thought that it had a slightly burnt flavoring. Right. Yeah, that, more, that more roasty flavor, bit. yeah. 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 And, um, I, I, again, it wasn't bad. I, two and a half is not a bad score for me. Um, but there was something that wasn't quite right for, for me with this yeah. particular beer. And yeah. so I, I found myself, you know, this is a style of beer that I usually like. I want that. Yeah. And I had my, my taste, and I'm like, eh, okay, it's not yeah, bad. That one, that one, we each had our taste, and then I think I had a yeah. third taste just to be sure, and then that was it. We left the rest of it sitting in the cup and went, okay, I got what I wanted. Yeah. I needed to do to, to take my notes, but it wasn't something that I wanted a lot of. I will say I think order was wrong here. Um, yeah. That pale ale um, that, that we had, the West Coast Pale Ale, had a, a an impressive flavor to it. I think it, it affected the following two beers to some extent. Okay, yeah. And I, so yeah, no, even though it wasn't as dark as them, and we tend to usually go from lighter to darker, you know, that doesn't always indicate which one has the stronger flavor profile. And so yeah. for me, I was trying to, uh, to, to, I was wishing we'd gone in a slightly different order. But again, you never know that till you have it. You know, yeah. so next time around, I might go back and, and try. In fact, we'll talk about it a little bit later. We're going to be going back. Um, yeah. I will probably try the uh, extra bold red and and the next beer up, the Marzen, a second time without having had that pale ale right before it. Um, now, yes. the Marzen is a fest beer, uh, beer, B-I-E-R, um, and it's a medium brown to dark brown beer. Um, very smooth taste. Like all Marzens, it has a very specific taste to it. And in this one, that Marzen taste was very dominant. It wasn't unpleasant, yeah. but it, it was, again, one that was like, I don't want to drink a whole lot of this. And I really like uh, Oktoberfest beers, and that's basically what this is. It's an Oktoberfest. Most Oktoberfests are Marzens. And, yeah. um, uh, and you know, it, it's I was a little disappointed because I wanted to like it more, but it wasn't bad. It was, again, it was a good beer. Um, I just felt like it was just not quite as balanced as some that I've had uh, of that specific type. Um but uh, again, it was also I think my taste buds were a little uh, colored by the the flavor or the the order in which we drank. So I'm going to try both the extra red and the Morrison uh, again when we go back. Yes. Uh-huh. So this was an interesting one for me. I gave it a 3.5. I like uh-huh. this beer. Um, I thought that uh, uh, it was a clean and clear, very strong uh, flavor. Uh-huh. Uh, like the nutty hoppiness of it. Uh-huh. Um, but it was, um, I think, I think my, my, I think it might've been better had I not had some of the other beers prior to that. You know, I, like I said, I yeah. think you're right that that kind of messed with the flavor a little bit for me. Um, we've been trying a lot of these kind of Marzins lately. This is kind of the yeah. time of year that this is a sort of a seasonal type of beer. And, um, yeah. And this if you're a German one. speaker, by the way, don't jump all over us for not saying it right. It's got an umlaut above the A. I think it's supposed to be Mersen, but. 
You know, uh, we don't, we're not German speakers, even though our last name is Brinker. So, so there you go. Cut us a little slack, please. <laughs> right. But, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to maybe trying this one again. Yeah. Um, getting maybe a slightly different take on it. Yeah. That's so, my feeling. The last two, I, you know, I gave them both threes. Um, they might score, you know, a little higher if the order had been a little different. And so I'm willing to give those a, a try. This one, by that last one, by the way, is a 6.8 ABV. Uh, and so it was the second most uh, alcohol of all the beers. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. So what did you get as your pint after having tasted everything? So I picked the Monk's Lunch, which was one of the beers that you had originally selected. Right. And I really enjoyed that, and it was a really nice uh, finish of the yeah. afternoon of the evening. One they of my a, highest a scores pint. of the day, too. And I very yeah. easily could have picked it. In fact, I think you said you thought I was going to pick it because I had kind I of did. talked about it when we when we were tasting it. But I surprised yeah. you and went back to your first pick, which was the Czech Pilsner. Uh, right. The Czech Pils. I got the full pour of that. And, um, you know, I just it just was such a nice, refreshing drink and had, you know, it, you know, you said it the, with the alcohol content that it would almost be like a light beer. Well, it certainly looks like a light beer, but it has so much yeah. more flavor than your, you know, your Miller Lite or your Coors Lite or your, <laughs> you know, insert your favorite light beer, Bud Light here. What, you know, it just, it just tasted yeah. so much better than that, you know, and it just really, it just, I was very happy to have that glass. Um, right. And so, uh, yeah, I, so I, I picked your first beer and you picked my first beer, which is pretty funny. It's, um, it is that, funny. that's, that it that's is where funny. we ended up. Um, so, um, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we, we had a really good experience uh, mm-hmm. at ritual and the people there are super friendly. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, I I've had events and stuff there. And nine years ago when they first opened, you and I had an opportunity to get a sneak peek. Yeah. Um, one of our college fraternity brothers is a investor at right. Ritual. Yeah. Full disclosure. And, uh, yeah. Full disclosure. And yeah. and they were having a soft open uh, That's event. That's right. And yeah. you know, just a private private event for friends of, of the people that were involved. And we got so what you out. say? Why don't we go back and do it again? Let's do that. What do you yes. think? Let's do that. I think we should. This Saturday, they're actually celebrating their ninth yes. anniversary. And so yeah, we're going to be back there. Um, they uh, open at one o'clock for uh, uh, general admission. Um, what they're doing is they're charging an entry fee, and then and, and then the, and then you can just uh, ask for a glass. You don't have to pay by the glass. So you pay a flat fee to come in, and uh, and uh, the the there'll be owners there. The brewmasters will be everybody's there celebrating nine years. Um, and and the same location. You know they 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 had a good start and got they got the right equipment and the right space. The first time, a lot of places have started out very small and then had to slowly build their way up. And, uh, you know, they haven't done that because they planned right from the beginning to be able to do what they're doing now. And, and it, you know, good on them. Yep. Um, and so I'm looking forward to uh, to going back um, and, and just being there. Um, and there were some other beers on the menu that you mm-hmm. and I did not try. And over on the far right on their menu board, they had some beers that I would call sort of their experimental section, where they had more of the fruity mm. beers. And, um, and well, some they had, of them they had fruit infused beers. We shouldn't say fruity beers because yeah. we don't we haven't yeah. tasted them. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Yes. But we're gonna try the fruity beers. Yeah. Now we'll try yeah, those, I'm and gonna... I'm definitely gonna try the the assuming that they haven't uh, you know tapped it out yet. But the the margin and the uh, and the red ale again. Um, 
just because I'm curious as to what I would think second time around. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, we're looking forward to going back for this, this event. Um, uh, they have lots of good stuff and, you know, certainly we weren't able to try everything. Um, and so, you know, if, if you want to find out more about ritual, they have a Facebook group, ritual brewing company yeah. and, and please check them out on their social media and come out on Saturday, yeah. you know, ritual come out to their, yeah. Yeah, come on down They're and join us. Yeah, it's something that we didn't try. We didn't try their Hellion, which is a uh, Belgian-style golden ale that's a limited release. They also have Big Deluxe. It's an Imperial Oat Stout that's a limited release. They have Barley Wine Fat Hog, and they've got a Barrel-Aged Fat Hog. So there's lots of options there that we didn't even get to. Like I said, they have a, 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 a broad selection. And, you know, when you're going out and you're doing beer tasting, you say, well, we're going to taste the beers but we can't taste when you walk in and there's, you know, 20 beers, you go like, well, I got to I got to get out of here, too. You know, I got to yeah, walk right. out of here. So um, so, you know, we, we pace ourselves. So uh, because they've got such a large uh, a large palette of stuff, um, we may do a, a follow up episode having tried some of the other beers, too. So I think I think our listeners will demand it, Todd. I think so. But uh, yeah. Anyway, if you if you're free on Saturday, come on down and join us. Uh, we would love to to see the the uh, two for brew crew show up in in force out at ritual brewing and celebrate their ninth anniversary um and uh if you go to their website again it's ritualbrewing.com you can learn a little bit about them and their tap room and who they are and what's going on um and i can't remember so their, their website the website wasn't really i didn't see anything on the website for the ninth anniversary That's no i, I didn't either i was going to say they they had a a, a web uh, a website you could go to to pre-purchase tickets to go in um but yeah. i don't have that card in front of me that had that information do you remember do you have it i it's don't like brown ticket.com or something either. like that i think yeah. is what it was um but but yeah the uh their facebook page i think has the, the uh-huh. information the ah that's where medias. you go yeah, yeah. it's not brown ticket.com don't go there there's nothing there <laughs> it's yeah so it's page, so. um they have a yeah they have a link right there on the on the social media page um and uh yeah yeah go to the facebook page that's the place to get yeah yeah so there's a couple different options here you can get the vip founders vip reception which gets you in an hour early Mm -hmm. um and uh and then general admission um if you pay for it in advance you save five bucks versus if you try to pay for it at the door and they also have a a driving service set up for ten ten dollars you can get a designated driver um, you know, cause clearly they don't want people drinking and driving. Um, but they want you to be able to come out and have a good time. Remember 10 years ago oh, or nine oh. years ago when we were there, we went in thinking we're going to have a good time and then realized we're not driving home. So we called our designated driver and your lovely wife came and got us cause we went, yeah, that's right. We shouldn't be driving home. So, uh-huh. uh, no when to so say when. <laughs> they also are going to have music for the event, a band called lightning Dan and the crawdads. Lightning Dan and the Crawdads. Well, that sounds like and apparently Southern you're music. You're from, yeah. from Georgia. How'd I know? It's from the South. So, yeah, looking forward to the event. Um, and, and we're going to see some friends there uh, as well. I mean, that's another fun thing for us. We've got some friends that are, like we said, associated mm-hmm. with Ritual and yeah. looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, it'll so, be fun. By the way, Lightning Dan and the Crawdads can be found at lightningdanandthecrawdads.com. You, you have to go. spell out crawdad on your own. I'm not going to do that for you. But hey, they're not right. a small band. They're a pretty big, 
pretty big group, so uh, maybe they'll have multiple guitars and multiple drums. Sounds like a um, very much of a um, uh, kind of um, uh, Leonard Skinner type of setup. So we'll see. Nice. We'll see what kind of music they do, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you get some Southern rock. So yeah, cool, cool. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Anyway, um, why don't we wrap it up and we will look to see uh, all our friends with us at uh, Ritual on Saturday the 13th. Hope Sounds you enjoyed good. this Sounds episode. Good. Just one more reminder that our podcast does discuss adult beverages in detail, and it's intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. Thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker, and please make sure to check out um, our other podcasts as well on um, – how do we find those, Todd? Where Shackoutback.com. Shackoutback. Actually, no, it's shackoutback.studio. Shack out back duck studio because it's the studio and uh, yeah the, uh, I forgot to talk about those that's right if you have any interest in tech we do generation tech every Monday and three days a week new episodes of two minute tech drop those are literally two minutes long and just hints and tips on how to use your technology more wisely so check it out thanks for bringing that up Tobin you're welcome we'll see y'all next welcome. week full, full service <laughs> bye y'all bye <laughs> That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew.